episode two of the Do You Even Podcast is brought to you by Fresh Pins, combining pop culture and fun in pins, shirts, and stickers. Check them out at freshpins.storeenvy.com. The Poet and the Platform, all things strength and conditioning, and much more. Thepoetandtheplatform.com. The Grit Collective, nutritional coaching for the driven. Thegritcollective.com. In episode two of the Do You Even Podcast, the gang talks binge-watching television. Do uh no, I have an HBO password though. <laughs> yeah, I have an HBO Go password as well, which is amazing. So, for there that. you go. I was like binging, like over the last couple weeks, I've been watching uh, as much stand-up comedy as I can. Um, and I that dude, his name is Gerard Carmichael. Yeah, and yo, his stand-up is so painfully good. Like, I would put it, I'm not going to say it's as good as Carlin, but if he keeps doing what he's doing, he'll be the next George Carlin. Did you post about him on Poet recently? Uh, not on Poet, but just on Facebook. Okay, I was like, I just watched a skit by him, so this is like really weird that you did that, but now it all makes sense because it was you who posted uh, it. <laughs> dude, he's so good. It's like it's arguably some of the darkest humor I've ever heard, though. <laughs> um. Like, I don't even want to talk about any of it because it's so dark that if I talk about it, it'll it'll just be like depressing. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're just talking about a bunch of sad bullshit. <laughs> so he pops up like randomly and stuff. Like, have you ever seen Neighbors? The show Neighbors, or the movie Neighbors? Sorry. Yeah. So he's the he's the DJ at the party. Like he's the only the only black guy at the frat, and uh, like. <laughs> As they kick the trash can to the old guy's head, the whole party goes quiet, and he's DJing. And he's the best line of the movie. He goes, "Somebody call nine one one," and like just does it to the beat. <laughs> it just like hits perfectly. That's where I first saw him. But yeah, then I started watching his stand up, and he was killing me. Yo, he's gonna be in the new Transformers. <laughs> Is he gonna be a Transformer? I don't know what he's gonna be, but he's got a. It's got it on his IMDb right now. I can't. Oh, nice. Other Transformers. I hate the Transformers. If there's something I would never binge watch, it's Transformers because that's just a headache in a freaking movie four times over now. Yeah. Like, I hate everything about that series. And I loved it as a kid. Well, Michael Bay is just like, it's just so brutally overdone. It's one of those arguments where just because you can make something CGI doesn't really mean you should. <laughs> like all the one, two, and threes of Star Wars? Hey, yeah, I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. I actually um, I haven't Rogue One yet. Is that good? Rogue One is awesome. Oh, it's, it's really so good. good. It's a great standalone movie too. Like, it, it, I mean, granted, if you've seen Rogue One, you've seen all the other Star Wars movies. But I feel like you could bring somebody into that movie, have them watch it, and it's a good standalone movie without needing to know. Or being super into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, because like okay. you could dork out on Star Wars references in it, like, oh my god, they're referencing this part of the Death Star and blah blah blah. But then like if you don't know what it means, it's still a top you know, top movie. Right. Yeah, I think the past two movies have done a good job of that because I brought Trisha in and she had never seen any of the Star Wars movies and brought her in at Force Awakens and she saw Rogue One. She loved both of them. Yeah, that's something my wife and I will never ever do together is see a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's not my doing. <laughs> <laughs> she'll divorce me <laughs> yeah yeah like i can't wait to like watch like to binge watch four five and six with my son but like i know she'll be like okay i'm gone you know you have already and you're pointing them out like that's luke <laughs> well that's like we, we have the star wars toys and i'm like trying to get the names down and i mean granted he's seven months old but one day he hasn't spoken a word yet his first word's gonna be c3po <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean he loves a toy it might as well be <laughs> so carmen going off of when you were saying hbo um getting to the binge topic one of the first things uh when i got the password for uh hbo go like a year or two ago was like i dove like head first in the silicon valley that's a good show have you guys watched that yeah I so that yeah that's a great binge one too because like it's a good like it's a linear show but like you could just watch them randomly but they do leave you hanging pretty well which I think is obviously like the first thing 
when it comes to like a binge worthy show is like they gotta leave you hanging at the end of it. Well, and then the, like each a, episode, the episodes like are. Oh, sorry. Is it like the, is it like The Office or is it? No, I wouldn't say it's any. It's it's weird. It's not like a like a one camera so it's like setup on that sort of thing. I don't even know how you, what you compare it to really. Yeah, it, it's the thing I like too most about it. Well, is what are they like half hour episodes? Yeah, they're real quick. Yes, so like you could literally just like in four hours like take down a season. It feels like. Yeah, and like which it seems like a lot of shows are starting to shift toward. Like, you'll still have your hour long, you know, Game of Thrones, and as Walking Dead an hour long. Yeah, like you still have those are an hour long, but it seems like a lot of them that they know that it's gonna really just be like once it gets sent to you know Netflix or something like that, where people can binge it. It seems like a lot of them are like cutting them down, you know, pretty short. At least yeah. like sitcoms, like those. Yeah, I well, think. Oh, go ahead. Have you seen? Speaking of cutting things down, and I watched the entire series, and I think I'm like the only person on the planet who didn't like it. But uh, Breaking Bad, there was that like viral video where somebody cut it down to the entire show in two hours. Wait, I haven't seen that. Can I disconnect you from this call because you just said you didn't like Breaking Bad? <laughs> that was like my one like there's like probably two show or two shows i would say that's like a guaranteed awesome binge watch and it's the wire on the hbo go topic and then yes breaking bad like those are perfect shows man i don't how did you not like that um i've never seen it <laughs> so you should binge watch that especially now that it's over because like you could literally get through it and probably a couple weeks because you're not gonna just yeah. go that that crazy. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't. I was like, I have so much of this to watch. This is gonna take over my life. Yeah, well, not- you need to prioritize and definitely yeah. put that ahead of fitness or work or all the things that I mean. If you really like to binge shows, yeah, definitely <laughs> work. Watch Game of Thrones because I'm like, it's I'm too far gone, and there's like a whole, you know, I got months of watching ahead of me. Well, that's a little bit different, too, because there's always, like, 14 storylines in Game of Thrones and a new character killed off and introduced, like, every episode. If you go back to Breaking Bad, I think the biggest thing people say is, like, they couldn't get through the first, like, four episodes. Um, yeah. People that I've heard that could that started Breaking Bad and couldn't continue it is the first four episodes, which they are, they're pretty slow, but they set up the storyline so well. Like, you start to, like, learn, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to love this person, I'm going to hate this person, and then... All of that just gets taken and like flipped on its head, and then halfway through the series, I'm I'm gonna nerd out about it. I'm sure John loves this too because he liked it. Like you start to realize you're like I'm rooting for like the worst people ever, <laughs> and I want the people that are like the you know the good like in real life like you would want this person to succeed. You want that person to die immediately in that show. Yeah. Well, or you're like, oh come on man, don't do heroin because you got to go sell real drugs. Yeah, <laughs> it's really made me not feel bad about having a really bad meth addiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Y- Which is know- why I wanted to push this call back a half hour. Yeah. <laughs> well, my- oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. My biggest issue with that show was I would be into it for a little bit. And then the characters, it just seemed like for me, the character would make not only a bad choice, but like a terribly illogical choice that I felt like was just used as a as a tool to continue writing the the show. Oh, so most dramas, you mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, well, I feel like it happened sooner than like. So here's a good example, right? Like I really loved uh, Californication. Right. But. That, like, I would say, I don't know, I'm, this number doesn't even really mean anything, because I don't remember, but, uh, I guess, like, season five or six, I found myself just watching it just to watch it, knowing that I didn't like it anymore, because, again, they would just introduce these things, and now, all of a sudden, like, you're hooked, or not even that you're hooked, you're like, alright, well, I want to see how this ends, I want to see this character, but I have to deal with all this illogical bullshit. You know what I mean? That's one of the beautiful things that's come up with, like, I mean, when you look at binge-watching as a whole, really it hasn't existed until, like, Netflix, basically, when you really think about it, or, like, on-demand, I guess, 
when on demand started making everything available for you. Yeah. Um, you know, before that, it was like you could watch like three episodes of a show and be like, "No, this sucks." Like, I'm not in. But like now, it's like you, you get like that emotional connection where you're like, "Well, I did waste an entire Sunday afternoon starting this show, so it's like <laughs> I have to give it another weekend, and then I have to give it another like." So that I mean, just by the definition, that's when like the binge just starts to come out because I find myself doing that too, where. I'm like three seasons into a show, and I'm like, I don't even like this, but I just need to see it through to the end now. <laughs> All right, right. What, what is Orange is the New Black? How long? How many seasons is that? Three now? Mm. So, three or four. All right, so I have literally watched every season and every episode, and I cannot tell you right now if I actually like that show. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, we will, like, we'll be like, new season's coming on, and we'll, my wife and I will watch it in two or three days. Cause it's usually like ten episodes, and like we'll be done, and I'm like, I still didn't didn't move any further to like really liking the show or really hating the show. I still have no, I have an impartial opinion, but because we're able to blow through it in the span of, uh, you know, forty hours, it was like, all right, let's wait for the next season. Yeah, that's my yeah. biggest fear of a lot of this writing now, because they know the model, right? So now if I'm if I am a Netflix writer for this show. I know how people are going to consume this. So I'm going to now all of a sudden it's all, it's like it's reverse engineering really. And you're like, okay, how, and how can I make people continue to watch this? Not how can I tell a really great story? And I think orange is the new black is a good example of that, where we're getting into this world of how can I make sure people continue to watch it? Not, how can I make sure I'm telling this really great story? Yeah, because I think that's where it starts to get me, is that I don't think the story's that good um, in Orange is the New Black. But it's interesting parts in the TV series that is happening, so you want to kind of, you have at least some sort of hook in. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, stu- I'm in like, you know, um, purgatory of television series, or TV series, we'll call it now. A story Do you that find I, yourself? Sorry, guy, come. <laughs> a story that I really dug was, um, and it, it didn't get renewed for a second season. Um, Roadies on Showtime, I loved. Um, because I mean, it's it's Cameron Crowe, so I think Cameron Crowe wrote and directed it. Um, All star cast, and it's literally just about these roadies that they're they're roadies for this this band called the Staten House Band, which is like a fictional sort of, I don't know, Goo Goo Dolls-esque band, but every almost every episode, they have a new act that comes on tour with them, so you're all, you also get to see a, a performance by this act that's on tour with them, and then you're kind of in this, like, Jerry Maguire-esque Cameron, Cameron Crowe story as it's moving. It's kind of like an almost famous meets Jerry Maguire with, like, music performances in it. Um... But that didn't get renewed, and I think it didn't get renewed because I don't. It sounds think... confusing as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, my face—if you can see my face right now—I'm I'm looking at Kato's face, and it was exactly the face I was making. <laughs> I feel like your explanation, if you've seen the show, was probably spot on, but there was a lot of different tangents that did not come back together there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're. It's it's almost famous, right? You these roadies right. on tour with this band, and you're kind of living through their experiences. Um, and then there's this like, and I guess it's kind of cheesy. These cheesy cameos of other bands, right? So Halsey's on it. Um, the Head and the Heart was on it. Oh, uh, so real bands, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So while you're watching the show, there's always this like sound check section. Uh, you get to watch this, kind of, I guess, semi-exclusive performance of this band um, sort of in the background, so that music is playing. So it's okay. soundtrack-driven. Um, but again, there was no, like, like I, I think it, it didn't have all of these insane events that I think people were used to, because it was pretty right. late. You know what I mean? There was no... Like, I distinctly remember this episode of Breaking Bad where he's trying <laughs> to kill a fly in the meth lab. Yes. It's a great episode. <laughs> it's a great episode. <laughs> that episode made me hate, like, officially hate it. 
That's really? crazy. Yeah, because it turned into this, like, I Love Lucy episode of how are we going to catch the fly? See, but <laughs> to me, that's, like, the beauty part of, like, binging is because you can watch that episode and be like, eh, on to the next. Whereas, like, think about going back to, like, when you actually watch that series and that episode airs and you're like, are you kidding me? I just waited a week, watched an hour of the show, and all he did was try to catch a fly, and now I got to right. wait another week or two weeks, because sometimes FX has some crazy, I think that was on FX, but had some crazy scheduling, and now you're like, I right. literally got nowhere in this series because this episode was about, you know, him trying to capture a fly. And like, yeah. that I think to me, like my first, if I like have to go back to the first binge watch I ever did was Lost. And like- Oh, I wanted to talk about that, because oh, Wedge brought it up. To, to me, I've, I've binge watched Lost now like three or four times, and I love that series. And I know a lot of people that hate it. And I know people back in the day when they watched it, like they had a lot of like opinion in the middle of it when there was the writer's strike and everything because they wrote some really bad episodes. And like, to me, it didn't matter because I just, you know, watched the 45 minutes of it and it was on to the next. Whereas like, if I would have waited like a week or two to see that episode and like, it has nothing to do with that storyline because everything in that show was about storyline, I would have been really mad. <laughs> Yeah, well, so I did the same thing. I bit, so I think Lost is probably the first show I binge watched, and I binge watched it while one of my friends was like on his fourth time through of watching it. But he watched it like when it was on. It was on NBC, right? Lost. Yeah. So he watched it, you know, every week and always hung on it. Like you couldn't get him to do anything when Lost was on, and it was funny because like on the opposite end of it, there would be like an amazing, like monumental event that happened. And when I got to it, I talked to him about it, and he was just like, oh, my God, did it blow your mind? I'm like, no, not really, because I didn't have that, like, week or two weeks to sit and, like, let it stew, where I'm like, you know, going back to, I mean, I don't know, spoiler alert, no, no one's watched Game of Thrones, but, like, Jon Snow's not dead. Like, it went back, it went to that, where it's like, they waited a whole off season for you to find that out i literally waited like i went to the bathroom and got like <laughs> another slice of pizza came uh, back and i was like oh he's alive like and people were pissed off at me he's like you don't get it like, you didn't so you, you didn't invest yeah you didn't invest what i invested in it and it's funny but it's like you do get like pissed off <laughs> you put all this time in there and then so it also goes back to that like i saw it first kind of thing like i found this band first or i saw this movie before you ever even heard about this director like I think it goes back to that mentality. Yeah, it's always funny how there would be so many big events that blew everybody's mind. And I, and going full circle again, I'm talking about going off on tangents. Going back to Lost, it would be like, yeah, it didn't really, it wasn't that amazing to me. I liked the show as a whole a lot, but there wasn't these like mind blowing moments. Yeah, as much. Yeah, so like when they find the hatch, I think that was like an ending of a season. But like you're right, like you yeah, don't, you don't wait four months. You literally. <laughs> get a new drink and now you're on to the next season and they're opening the hatch <laughs> yeah it's so, like i was watching game of thrones with someone i was dating i don't know who it was but <laughs> it was the episode where joffrey dies they kill joffrey yeah and like he didn't want to watch it i'm like i have to watch this like it's the, i need to watch this week whatever he's like man this guy really sucks i wish he dies and then he dies and he's like that's cool i'm like this is like the biggest thing i've been waiting for the entire season, and you hated him for like ten minutes, and then he was killed. <laughs> like, get out of here! Like that was the you most invest frustrating thing. That's what ended you dating that guy. <laughs> uh, hey, this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> are we? Are we not emotionally connecting? We're not emotionally connecting on Game of Thrones. You know, the neck tattoo probably didn't help. <laughs> oh, it's pizza neck. I still think it said pizza on his neck. <laughs> oh my god! Wait, what did it say? If it didn't say pizza. It was in like that really bad metal band font. Yeah, I don't know. He, he Can got, we make sure that we forward him this episode? Yeah. <laughs> he got that like a week before I started dating him, and then I was just like, oh, all right. <laughs> so this wasn't on your profile picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not swipe right on that. Thank <laughs> you. Pretty sure we wouldn't be having this second cup of coffee if... Uh... <laughs> Can I interest you in a turtleneck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. <laughs> no, but so Game of Thrones was one where, since we'll jump ahead to that again, um, 
I'm in a, another opposite group chat of the one that we're all in. Another one, all the friends I grew up with, real friends, and uh, they uh, they all watch it like they watch Game of Thrones like every Sunday religiously. I binged it in like maybe a month and a half, like four seasons. I went hard, and they were all like jealous. They were like every like every time something big would happen, I'd like jump on my phone. like, Oh my God, I can't believe so-and-so died. And they're like, Oh, I'm so jealous. You're experiencing this for the first time. Like I remember the joy I felt when that guy (laughs) entered the show or like, I remember how sad I was when that person died. And I'm like, man, like this is amazing. Like they were like living vicariously through me binge watching something. So that's like a whole nother level of binging. Like (laughs) secondhand binge. Oh God. Oh, that's true. I guess that becomes into it, right? The secondhand binge. Oh, yeah. It's also the name of my first album in a band that I'm not started yet. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> Dude, that's... Yeah, like, I, even, like, so my most recent binge, and to me, like, it's always a good show, is The Office. Um, yeah. So, yeah. But to me, The Office ends once Michael leaves, and I think it had, like, another two or three seasons. But, like... I was like, like that was that was on in college for me, and like I was literally texting my like friend like every funny moment, and like it was just like essentially like us reliving the office. I don't know, six <laughs> years later, through like all random stuff, and he's like, "Yo, did you get to the part yet where like um, Jim doesn't go to New York?" And I'm like, "Oh, dude, next season, like I can't wait." And like that's, you know, I guess finding nostalgia in binge watching television as well, or binge watching old TV. No, it's funny about, like, I think I'm probably through, like, The Office has become my background noise for Netflix. Like, if I have something I have to do, and I feel like a lot of people are, like, the same way with that and Parks and Rec. Or if I have to, like, do the dishes or, like, do something for work, like, The Office or Parks and Rec is usually on because I'm a kid from the 90s. I can't focus on one thing at a time. And, like, the second time going through The Office, like, right out of college, I was like, oh, that's pretty good. But, like, now it's funny like i start to appreciate it for different things like i get really emotionally connected to the office now like the whole jim and pam storyline oh like, man too good like and, and like michael like when michael laughed i wanted to tear up like the fourth <laughs> time through watching it but like it's weird like you I, I connect to that show like totally different now aside from just like the great jokes and everything but i i still can't tell if it's like i'm just obsessed with that show so i think it's great writing or if it was just like amazing writing where they just know how to like loop people in and just hold them forever because i haven't heard many people say they hate the office yeah i think it's a little bit of both i mean i've never actually seen a full episode of the office yeah you you are an enigma you need to check it out (laughs) like especially like the first season just watch the first six episodes and you'll know right away if you love it or hate it but like that writing it's so oh it's just so good and it still holds up I figure it has – I mean, a show like that has become – and I mean, you know, not that I've seen it, but a show like that has become – like, here's how you know the show is bigger than the show itself. When even now people post memes involving those characters, right. and I've never even seen a full episode of the show, and I understand <laughs> the re- – like, I get it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. A side note to the office, if I'm not mistaken, like they shot the first six episodes as a pilot as a pilot and gave it like a shot and apparently it didn't do well. Um but then um Michael Scott, what's uh, Steve Carell did the forty year old virgin and started to become a bigger actor, so they gave it like another run a few really? yeah, a few a few months or a year down the line and it kicks off. And if you watch like the first six episodes, that's like the pilot. And you could tell once episode seven starts, his hair is completely different. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was like really, really thin. Because yeah. there's like a there's a length of time that happens where they didn't think the show was gonna go through, and then Forty Year Old Virgin <laughs> comes and he hits big with that, and now they're like, okay, let's give this show a real shot. He had a really good hair plug guy or whatever he did. Dude, the, yeah, him is in the first six episodes, man. He is just, oh, he's he's just on fire. <laughs> So I, the thing I always hate whenever The Office comes up, there's always one person. I don't know if any of well, obviously Carmen's probably not going to be this person, but they're like, oh, have you seen the British version, though? Yeah. And I hate – I can tell you without a doubt, if there's a British version of the show, 
I will not watch it. Like I, I will, and it's I don't know if it's just like British humor. I don't get. Like I forced myself to watch the first season of The Office with Ricky Gervais. Who like Ricky Gervais is funny, and I get it, but I am just I don't think I've laughed once. Like, and it might just be because I was introduced to The Office as you know Michael Scott and Dwight and like all those guys. So they're not living up to that maybe for me. Yeah, I never saw. I never saw. I've never even seen a clip of the of the British version. I can't watch it. I tried to watch it twice, and I've made, oof, maybe the first episode, and like, it's it's just it's such a hard watch. I don't. I'm just not into British humor. See, I think yeah. British TV's better though. Like, so so British humor. I don't. I mean, I don't. Like I said, I've never seen that episode of The Office, but um, I guess to keep on the same whole binging thing. Like, Sherlock, I thought was amazing. Have you guys ever seen... There's a show called Luther with Idris Elba. That's no. like... That show's insanely good. It's like, if they were to take the movie Seven and just make three seasons of a of a TV show with Idris Elba as the star, that's essentially the, the show. Oh, yeah? Is anyone else Googling Idris Elba? Because I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's the dude, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, the, the, he was, he's supposed to be the new James Bond. Oh, you know who he is? He's in the office. <laughs> is he? Oh, my God. He's, he's the manager that comes in, uh, to basically edge out Michael Scott initially. Oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, you can say the black guy. We're all thinking Um, it. <laughs> well, no, no, he's from, uh, he's from The Wire. Stringer, yeah, Stringer yeah, he's Bell. from The Wire also. Yes. Stringer Bell, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think I know his real name, and Stringer Bell is my favorite character in The Wire. <laughs> the first time I saw him was on in uh, Guy Ritchie's Rock and Roller. That, okay. I've never seen that. Nope. Oh, uh, no? Do you like Guy Ritchie films? Well, that's probably why I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I love Guy Ritchie films. But, yeah, so he's a, he was in that, and then... Um, He's also in Zootopia. Maybe you know him from that, John. <laughs> oh, that's one I have not seen yet, but I've heard great things. He's the gatekeeper in Thor, too. <clears throat> yes, he is. I, I did know Whoa. that, actually. Which, apparently, he's going to be playing a big role with the new Infinity, uh, in the Infinity War. Uh, or, or in I the, saw Logan the Thor. last night. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yo, yeah, Ricky so I've heard a lot of people say they cried. Ricky Baylor said I he, heard he was he was close to happens. shedding a, te- a tear. <laughs> oh, if Ricky Baylor shedding a tear, then you know it's emotional. <laughs> yeah, Jess is crying. Yeah, I haven't seen Logan yet. It's on my list for sure. Yeah, it's um, it's really really good. The only bummer is you're not gonna get more of. Like if you're if you're big into the Marvel universe, you're not going to get more of that. Well, do you, know, always, do you know why that stuff happens? Well, it's it's like licensing, right? Between yeah. like Fox, somebody so else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fox has the X Men, and I think the Fantastic Four. So like yes. all the likes of that, and that's also why like. Um, and Spider Man, I think they have Spider Man well, too. Spider Man, someone else, and Spider Man, Spider Man signed off for obviously Civil War that they could cross paths so then in the new spider-man iron man could be in it and they're starting to blend it but the x-men is something they're holding on to and so is the fantastic four which like if they could start to close that whole gap man that whole universe is going to like be insane if they could just stop making fantastic four movies that would be incredible also Yo, the last <laughs> one was painful to watch it was horrible have you ever seen the one that was shot like in the late '80s, early '90s? Oh yeah. I, no. Oh my god! And I there, so there's some story behind. They were talking about Comic Book Man before another show that I binged the hell out of. I don't know if you guys have ever watched that. That's the, but, that's uh, the um, Kevin Smith, Kevin yeah, Smith. the yeah, Secret Stash, and yep. I love that show. So they, uh, it was something where I think I, th- I could be totally wrong on this, but I think in order to keep the rights to the movie, they had to make a movie. So they did, and it's just absolute garbage. And it was at a time where, like, it didn't have to be. Like, I think effects were starting to come in and be a little bit better, and they just basically threw, like, a couple thousand dollars at this thing. And just, it was, uh, it was like, like the, like, I don't even know. What's the the main um, Mr. Fantastic or whatever that can stretch? Like, 
him stretching would be like they'd show him in a shot and then it would cut to like an arm like just the middle of like a like basically wrist to bicep and then it would like cut to like a hand like stretching across the room to like punch somebody in the face and then it would cut back again and the rock man is like if you've ever seen uh the rock thing from uh arrested development the newer seasons (laughs) yeah it's basically like that costume was five times better than uh the thing like that's another show i've seen one episode of oh wow man you have some some work to do my my binge watching is exceptionally bizarre i think (laughs) i think i do too much of it and it's like becoming a problem now because i can't like i can't a new show now especially on netflix like um the OA, have you guys seen that? I haven't seen that yet. I heard it's really slow, right? So it's really slow, but if you can, like, really set aside, like, like I'm saying it like it's a priority. Like, if you can set aside a chunk of your day, like, call out of work. I got into it really hard, and I'm really mad because I think we finished it in, like, maybe three days. And I think it's only, like, six or seven episodes the first season. But I'm really mad at myself that I watched it that quick. Is because, it- like... Uh. Is it better or worse or on the same, I guess, level as Westworld? So Westworld was weird. I, I So I started watching that one, and for some reason I didn't continue. I don't know why. Because I really liked it. And I thought it was one where I was going to, like, really dive into it. But no, this is, like, it, it's not really... I guess Westworld is, like, the mechanical end of it, like, where people are robots, right? And then, But this is, like, a weird supernatural... A lot of people don't like it because there's a lot of loopholes and things aren't explained in it that well. Okay. But it's it's one where I really loved it. Um, John. And I'm getting, like, anybody I talk to has mixed reviews on it. Yeah. And is it, like, um, every episode's a continuation or are they all individual episodes? No, it's all continuation. So it's not like Black Mirror, which that's one I really want to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> that's, um, that's unique show, Black Mirror. <laughs> I love so I think they did. It, it's clearly like that Twilight Zone, like oh, heck yeah, right? It's the new Twilight Zone. It really is, and uh, it's they did such an incredible job because there's so many where like I started just watching the short ones of Black Mirror, like the thirty and like forty minute ones, mm-hmm. and I skipped over the ones that were like an hour and twenty minutes, and some of them looked like eh, but like I have yet to be let down by one of those episodes. That's good as television. There you go. So, well, it was, but isn't it now an American show? I think it was bought by an American company. Again, I'm making all this up, probably. Um, well, are there two versions, though? There was the initial version. Like, if you watch the first season of Black Mirror, it's, like, definitely a British show. Yeah. Like, everyone in it's British. But now, I think since it's gotten bigger, and it, does Netflix own it now? So, I'm trying to find that out, like, because it literally it dates back to 2011, it looks like. So it must have been, like... But that first season... So I guess I do like British shows if I like that. Because that first season of that's incredible. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's all I've seen of it is the first. And the first is, like... Dude, that's, like, some mind-blowing stuff. It was... I forget, is it... Have you guys seen the episode of Bryce Dallas Howard? Um, No. Nothing. Ron Howard's daughter. So it's about, like, our dependency on, like, social media and everything. Oh, is that the first season? No, I think it's the third season. It's the first episode of the third season, That's I believe. The first one I ever watched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you open it up, I think it automatically starts you on that episode, which is yep. weird. Like Netflix picks where you start now. Like, yeah. But because I think that's when they bought it, maybe. So it starts there. But that episode is like, it's a, not getting into it too much, but it talks about like our dependency on like on getting likes and like having people enjoy what we put up. So it's funny because like the first ten minutes of it, I'm watching it with my phone in my hand. And then, like, you start to, like, this girl starts to, like, get, like, her life just goes to turmoil from basically because of social media. So, like, I remember looking at my phone and, like, throwing it across my couch. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't touch this thing for the rest of this episode. But then as soon as I got done, all I wanted to do was go online and, or, like, text my friends, like, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, it's like a vicious cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my uh, analysis of Black Mirror. <laughs> yeah, so... Another um, British show that, so when when Hulu first started, they really didn't have much going for them. And like going back, like I got rid of my TV a long time ago and bought like a computer. And like I was like, oh, Hulu plays all television. This is great. 
So like their back catalog was a lot of old British shows. And there's a show that they did and it goes back to 2010. It was called Whites. And it's actually about like a Michelin star chef kitchen. Um, and it's essentially the office of this guy running his kitchen as like an executive chef. And it's probably really? one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Like it, to me, it's hysterical. <laughs> It was six episodes, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for season two, can't wait for season two. And then I look, and I was like, wait a sec, like, this is going back maybe, I don't know, 2012. And then I look, and I was like, I finally did some research. The show aired for six episodes in 2010 and got canceled. Oh. <laughs> and, like, it is, dude, it is unbelievable. So I would that recommend that for anyone who wants, a, like, a six... White. Yeah, it's called White. It's British... It's British comedy, but like to me, this is like when people talk about British comedy being amazing. I get it when I watch this. I don't get it when I see Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Like you talk about that though, because there is shows I've watched before where I'm like, I am gonna binge this one. I'm gonna be so into it, and then it, like you said, it's only one season, oh, and it got canceled. And I'm like, my life's, you know. Yo, incomplete now. <laughs> if you want to watch, Undeclared fruit. is my biggest show of that. Oh, Undeclared, yes. it's like. It, it's if you guys haven't seen it it's uh judd apatow show some of the people from freaks and geeks in it and it kind of it doesn't pick up where freaks and geeks left off but like yeah completely different it almost like yeah it's completely different but it was like freaks and geeks ended and i think under undeclared maybe came out like a year later yep and it's just about uh a kid's freshman year of college and like all of them living in the dorm and I remember watching, I think it was when I was a senior in high school, it came out. So I was like, well, this is what college is going to be like. And they actually, like, they nailed it, like, pretty close. Like, the awkwardness of being, like, new to college and, like, a freshman and all this stuff. And, uh, like, I got really into it. And then it just got canceled. It's actually where the first time I ever saw Char Charlie Hunnam before uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even realize It's the reason I grew my, yeah. It's the reason I grew my hair out long freshman year of high school is because I was like, Charlie Hunnam gets girls in that show, so. Dude, there's a show, and I'm going to throw it out there hoping that somebody might have actually seen it. And you can see it now because it's on HBO Go. It's called John from Cincinnati. Um, no. Dude, it is so strange. And, like, it gets canceled on HBO. But, like, it's, like, this surfer-esque community with, like, this guy comes out of nowhere with, like, well, you don't know what his powers are, but he obviously has some sort of like futuristic powers. <laughs> and like, but it never gets more than like four episodes. So you don't know what the heck's going on. And what they put on HBO Go is only the four episodes that ever air aired. <laughs> and it's just like a mind blown like episode, like um, a mind blown series where you're like, I just want to know what the heck is going on and nothing ever gets resolved. But like, I recommend that too is like a... If I don't have, if you don't have anything to do, just to see like this craziness of this TV show that HBO actually put out. Dude, did you did you see True Detective? Uh, season one didn't really watch season two. I started it, but never never like watched more I than was, the first episode. I was obsessed with season one, and I still don't know if I liked season two <laughs> genuinely because I liked it or because I was just riding so high off of season one that I was just making excuses as for why I liked season two so much. <laughs> well, I'm watching... The apologetic binge. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I'm watching Iron Fist right now, and I mean, that came out on Friday. I'm on episode seven out of, I Ooh. think, 13. So I've been going, like, to town on it, and I, I like the Iron Fist comic book. And, like, I was talking I've to... That's terrible, right? Well, I've been he, talking to my one friend, and he was like, yeah, he's like, uh, yo, this is so slow, and I'm like wait, is he right? Or do I just like, like, am I just like fooling myself because I like the other stuff about the Iron Fist that I gotta like this? Yeah, that, that's how it was for me with Daredevil. I watched season one of Daredevil, didn't like it at all, found out the Punisher was gonna be on season two, loved season two, went back and rewatched season one, and I was, I just thought, eh, I guess it's okay. But again, I don't know if it's because I loved season two so much that you start making excuses for the series. Season two. Is that Daredevil. a show you can watch? Is that a show you can show you can watch out of order, like with nah, Daredevil? You got to watch that in order. So yeah, okay. season one, especially because he doesn't get like the costume until the very end of season one. So all of season one, all of season one, you're like, man, I would really love to see this guy not in a like a black turtleneck and a ski mask. 
Well, so that's also an homage to like the original Daredevil costume because that's how he right. used to be in the comic. Um, and then he finally puts the red suit on in like, I don't know, the 70s or whenever. It's funny now that like you say that because I remember, and again, dropping Ricky Baylor's name in here again, he told me to watch it. He's like, oh man, it's incredible. And I remember watching like the first three or four episodes. And I was like, there's not even a costume. Like, it's stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I just stopped watching it. <laughs> but no, Carm, I'm going to like really agree with you there. Like, season two, Daredevil, <clears throat> I don't know like if there's ever going to be comic book television shows that will ever be as good as that that season was through that prison scene the prison scene where the punisher is walking down that hallway <laughs> that series of cells is the most epic thing i've ever i couldn't believe they actually made it like i can't i, I guess you know you can do whatever you want on netflix but it was just so good and just yeah. so insane now he's getting his own t series, right? Did well, that get the green light? Yeah, got the green light. Yeah, they're they're like, it, it's just funny because like Daredevil wasn't supposed to have a season two even. Um, they made the season two, and now it's turning into a season three, and the Punisher getting his own series out of this, and then there's still the Defenders to come, which is going to be Daredevil in, essentially like you call it four seasons, and I'm sure he's going to have some sort of crossover in the Punisher just because. Right. That dynamic was unbelievable. Right. Well, people people loved Jessica Jones and Nick Cage, and I didn't like either of those. I like Luke Cage. Oh, that's right, Luke Cage. Right, Nick Cage. <laughs> Nick Cage is a totally different show. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the? Oh, that's Fury. God damn it! All these characters. Dude, it's, I, I just—it's yeah. amazing how like how many comic book shows have come out. I feel like. There was always like one or two, and then they were like, "Oh wait!" Like they did the math. They're like, "Oh, comic book nerds love buying things. Like, let's make this a show now." So I feel like any comic book, like if you wrote a comic book in the '90s, you probably didn't, and you didn't make any money like through the '90s and early 2000s. Like if you just waited and didn't sell the rights, like you could probably make a boatload of money selling it to Netflix right Yo, now. No, it's a season show. Is the animated Spawn on HBO? Are you are you on going? HBO, like, wow. Was that like the older? That's the early nineties. Yeah, or yeah. the late nineties. Yep. Todd McFarlane wrote and drew for that television show. Yo, there was a couple really crazy stuff uh, shows too on MTV back then. Like when comic books, I guess, were kind of cool. There was that show, The Max. Yeah, I remember The Max and Eon Flux. And Eon Flux. That was the other one. I couldn't think of the name, but like those shows, like I would, I mean going back to the whole topic of being binge worthy like i guess i have to give them all another shot because like i think like i was i was probably too young to like understand it to me they were just cartoons yeah i watched uh my buddy had all of the dvds for x-men the animated series the one that was on the saturday morning cartoons for fox oh god and i went back and watched every single episode and it's crazy because you have to go online to find the viewing guide for the episodes because of like some licensing and writing issue that would that happened in the nineties with during that show. The <laughs> the episodes weren't released in the right order. No. So if you were if you were like thirteen or whatever, twelve or whatever watching this show, you would go from Saturday to Saturday and they actually wouldn't make any sense so, during some stretches of time. Yo, totally like I totally remember that as a kid. Like, I remember yeah. <laughs> it, it being the Phoenix Saga, and then all of a sudden the Phoenix Saga turned into an episode I saw, like, a month and a half ago, and then, like, right. nothing was making sense again, and then it, like, repeated the Phoenix Saga, and I'm like, wait, I've seen, like, what's going on? Like, I just want to finish it. <laughs> yeah, there's a guide that you have to, you can look up, and then you watch them all in that order. It's really good, but one of the other things is, those shows were way more intellectual, philosophical, and smarter than I think we were ready to handle. No, yeah, we just looked at it as cartoon violence. Oh yeah, sure, dude. They're talking about like genocide and <laughs> and and human rights and all this, like all these situations. And I'm like, man, either I was a really, really old soul of a eleven year old. Or I had no idea that any of this stuff was actually going on. 
You yeah. were just watching it for the violence and the comic book boobs, basically. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> the Spider-Man animated series was also really good. Like back in the same thing back in the 90s one? Yeah, yep. yep yeah. That same period. Yeah, and then I never got into like, as a kid, like Dark Knight and like Batman. Yeah, there were some people that really sweat, the, that, that love the Dark Knight, even up through high school. I remember that being like a pop culture thing um, where, uh, oh man, there was a movie like Mask of the Phantasm, I think is what it was called, that people went to go see. And then um, recently, The Killing Joke, which I haven't watched yet, um, I think it's all the same writers, uh, all the same artists. And I think all the same voice actors did the Killing Joke. Oh wow! So I've I've heard about like people bringing up the Killing Joke before too, and it's like I don't. Once I've seen a movie of something, I can't go back for, for me at least and enjoy the cartoon. Like I just think like after seeing like Heath Ledger as the Joker, like going back and watching a cartoon, I don't know. It just kind of it's always like too many steps down for me. Did you I don't watch know. the Killing Joke? No, but like I've heard so many people rave about it, but I, I just think I have that mentality in my head of like, like Yo. right now after seeing all the X Men movies I've seen, like I don't know if I'll go back and I, I get like I don't know, I'm not not trying to be like I'm so mature and I grew out of cartoons, but like I don't know, like I'll, I'll still watch Recess, like that's a great cartoon I'll binge watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, that ABC Family Life. Yeah. <laughs> My, my current cartoon list is Gravity Falls and Adventure Time. <laughs> nice. So one of the, going back to like nostalgic kind of binge watch that I did recently, and I think I did the first two or three seasons, was uh, The Wonder Years got put on Netflix recently. The band? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, live? Yeah, it's all their live shows, like ever. <laughs> uh, from Get Stoked on it till now. But uh, no, it was they, they put The Wonder Years on there. And because I remember in college, like we had like bootleg VHS copies that somebody bought at like a tattoo convention and they were <laughs> taped off of ABC Family because uh, ABC Family didn't properly, again, like, this is all hearsay, I haven't researched a thing in my life, but they didn't like properly get the rights to all like the great music from the 70s and everything that was in there. So they couldn't release it on DVD. So like somebody went on and just taped it and it just became this like, underground like black market like i said somebody got it at a, a tattoo convention like there was somebody else that was like yeah i got i sold it at a skate shop one time and it's just like bootlegs of the wonder years off of uh, abc family but i got excited i went back and watched it and i had to fast forward to like i think i watched the first two seasons and then took a look later on because i had to reignite how much i loved winnie cooper when i was younger so that's a very nostalgic uh heartthrob moment but the Wonder Years holds up uh, as a band as well as a show for me. <laughs> Yo, were you guys, were you or did you know anyone who was a Dragon Ball Z, like, junkie? Uh, I feel like there's a lot of closet Dragon Ball Z junkies So um, that came out of the woodwork later on. Like, Yo, it's still a thing. Like, I, I have kids who are obsessed with all of those original seasons. They also, so... Um, the original ones I watched a lot of, um, but then like it got really crazy and way too out of it for me. And I didn't have like a some kid who went to Chinatown connection to see all of them. Um, <laughs> but like there, there is, um, they just you know released that kid a new that was one. selling Ninja Stars and Nux Dude, and Dragon he, Ball Z DVDs. He Nux. had he had he had the kid always had a hacked PlayStation that you could download any game from him. <laughs> He had every Dragon Ball Z. He had crazy, um, crazy like ja J uh, Japanimation books, and then yeah, Ninja Stars. That was like in his backpack every day. That's now the guy that sells you shrooms and bathtub meth. <laughs> <laughs> He's just graduated. Yo, Cowboy Bebop was an anime television. That's where we need... Now, we're missing the big part of this call right now because Nick's not on here. Um, if we're getting into anime, I, I only know about Cowboy Bebop just from Nick going on a rant and, like, six people standing in a circle not knowing what he's talking about. <laughs> we'll have to have a whole episode devoted to that for Nick. Just oh. anime? Yeah. 
<laughs> I can't wait to not know anything about that episode. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, we'll plan it in advance so we can do our homework and like binge watch one of these anime things that he wants to talk about and just go to town. Oh, man. We could watch like Akira or any of those movies. They're so good. Like that. Well, it should be known that Nick's not here because he had to go to a hentai convention. <laughs> that word. <laughs> yeah, Akira would be a good one. John, if you're looking for a spot to stop the episode at this week, I think hentai convention is a great ender. Yeah, I think we should end on that. I mean, it's been about an hour anyway, so it kind of works. All right, so real quick, if, let's do real, on. So I guess to, to wrap up, each person, if you're gonna recommend one series that someone should binge watch, what would it be? Walker, you go first. The Wire. Damn it! <laughs> Best TV show ever. It really is. Montag, are we gonna talk about each of these? No, nah, no, nah, we'll, we'll just leave just it to, at that. All right, we'll do a "Do You Even the Wire" episode. Yeah, I will gladly chime in on that one. Put that on the list. Yes. Um, for me, uh, uh, so this will be, since John stole the wire from me, I was going to say it. Um, I recently bought off of Amazon Prime uh, CISO Network that they advertise on like every podcast. Did you carry that? Uh, yeah. My recommendation is just go on there if you love stand-up and just watch like all of the people you know, because there's good ones like Good Hannibal Barris and stuff like that. But then, like, there's a lot of people I've never heard of that I've just been binging through, and it's some of the best stand-up comedy I've ever seen. Because I think it's ran by comedians, so it's really good. Yeah, so Joey so. just did a stand-up on there that I heard was really good. It is. It is. It's really good. So, yeah, CISO Network for me. Okay. Kato, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with Narcos, because I'm pretty sure I, like, learned Spanish from it. <laughs> <laughs> pretty fluent now <laughs> or you at least know how to go buy cocaine yeah. in camden <laughs> he's also successfully run drugs across the border yeah yeah why's my life <laughs> what about you carl uh luther definitely best television i, I would say <laughs> it was it was the first television show that i've ever seen where i was genuinely terrified at some parts that's awesome yeah. So there you go. Huh. All right, sweet. So we'll end there for this week, and then, um, yeah, keep listening for next.